All right, so I hope that I haven't sufficiently pissed you guys off so much that you won't listen to me. A lot of the uh, topics or points that I discussed in the last episode is a very serious platform of contention for many who call themselves trans allies or for many members of the trans community. Um, The problem is the idea of not listening and not communicating about some immutable facts. And that's why I titled that episode, Mother Nature Doesn't Care About Your Feelings. So Mother Nature doesn't give a shit about really anyone. Mother Nature is, you know, it'd be more apt to describe Mother Nature as Father Nature, right? Father Nature will beat you and smack you around. Or maybe it's Mother as in a nun. Those nuns will beat you and smack you around no matter what, right? That's why I'm titling this one. Mother Nature doesn't care about your feelings. That's why we should. See, while there are immutable facts, top male non-trans athletes routinely beat out top female non-trans athletes in any sport where pure primal physical strength is uh, is a necessity to win. And that's where Mother Nature doesn't care about your feelings. And, you know, don't, don't say, oh, well, well, this, wo- this woman in this class. No, 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 no. Top male, top female, non-trans athletes in all of the record books here. The top of the top. So, yes, this is a selection of a small group of people who have toned their physical abilities to the max and are at the top of their weight class, top of their gender class. There's no argument to be had. There's no discussion. There's no point of debate. Even how doping works is incredibly different. There's, you can't fight the reality of that specific situation. Now, let me remind everyone that that specific situation and the specific situation of dating, the specific situation of pheromones and attraction, Those things are very specific situations. 
They are very, very specific situations. And they maybe affect a few people, small, majority, small, I mean, not majority, small, small minority, sorry about that, small minority, small percentage of the population, a small amount of the time. And that's Mother Nature having her final say. Until we can develop chromosomal therapy, we don't have that yet. Chromosomes take what's in your DNA and give instructions to all the other cells in your body. The day we crack that code is the day we have essentially immortality as a species. In fact, the human species will end. Then we may have multiple species after that. We may have one prime, uh, prime evolution species that results. We may wipe each other out. I don't know. No matter what, humanity will no longer exist when that happens. And it may be gradual, like we may, may ha have the ability to make small alterations. But then, within a few generations, either we'll be completely unrecognizable. Maybe there will be some purists out there that say, no, no genetic mo modifications. Or, or who knows what will happen. It will be completely different era with or without us whether or not we evolve or not it'll be a completely different era we may even create human bodies that can manipulate atomic structures viewing and interacting with quantum physics at levels that will become magic or we may unleash a plague that will wipe out humanity altogether. Uh, maybe we'll devolve and become nothing. We don't know. But we have not reached that stage where we have chromosomal therapy. So we're at the stage where Mother Nature doesn't care about our feelings. In fact, that's why trans people have such a difficult time. You know, that's why a lot of people have a difficult time. And there's one lie being told in the trans community. Nobody understands or has, or, or has experienced the problems that trans people have experienced. Please don't, don't, don't get, don't put out that bullshit. Please just don't. There, everyone in the world has been or is part of a group that has experienced the same or worse level of violence and hatred visited upon them by society and Mother Nature. 
There are a lot of people out there with a lot of internal pain that cannot live full lives. I've got a lot of internal pain. I mean, actual physical internal pain. There are days where I'm maybe maybe weeks where I'm feeling great, and then there are days or weeks or months where I cannot function because of physical pain internally. Oh, it's 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 you know. There are different people have different pain. Different people have different experiences. Now, at the same time. You can say trans experience during this period is unique. Yes, it is. And that's where I say, Mother Nature may not give a crap about your feelings, but everyone else should. Humanity is distinctive as a species. In so far that we care for each other, we have empathy, on levels that many other species don't have. Now, there are other species that have the same, or maybe even a little bit more, better empathy for each other than humanity does. I mean, uh, dolphins and whales have shown an incredible amount of care and empathy for each other. And while it may be rudimentary on levels that are so basic, you can describe it in, in binary. Uh, bees, bee colonies, they will fight to the death to protect each other. So there's something, there's something, uh, some kind of empathy on their level for each other. But humanity has such a unique impact on its own, on itself, the environment, and everyone else that we should be using that impact. To support each other. Now, what do I mean by support? There are two types of support. There is toxic support. And there is productive support. Toxic support seems to be what people are demanding in large amounts on social media. Toxic support is... No matter what they say, you must prove that you're an ally by doing whatever the trans person tells you to do. I've seen this, not just for trans people, I've seen it for a lot of groups. This is it's not unique. It's not unique to trans, LGBTQ or LGBTQ or, or whatever, or, or heterosexuals or conservatives or liberals or blacks or whites or african-americans or africans or mexicans or mexican-americans or hispanics or latinos or spanish or whatever group is out there there's going to be someone that says prove you're an ally now go fuck yourself Someone says, prove you love me. Tell them to fuck themselves. So first of all, that's not support. And that's not love. 
It doesn't matter how much the person has been abused in their lives. If they're saying that to someone else as an excuse to abuse them, you could be in a you could be an abused person and an abuser at the same time. Nobody, nobody needs to prove anything or demand proof of anything unless there's a real, very specific cause. And you can't go around saying everything is a real, very specific cause. It, no, no, that's, it's not how it works. This is how it works. A politician says, I'm your ally. Someone says, prove it. Politician says, all right, I'll, I'm signing a bill into law. That's legit. Also, if my, I sound a little funny. I bit my tongue uh, a couple days ago. And it's, um, I feel like I'm having trouble speaking. But it's not nearly as bad as it was yesterday. Sorry for that little interruption. But um, that's, that's, I mean, that's legit. That's positive, right? Politician says I'm an ally. You say prove it. Do something worthy of being called an ally. Now, if someone says, hey, I, I've been standing up for the trans community for a while, you know. Not trans person says, prove it by doing this, this, and this for me. Be my ally. Like, no. <laughs> no. I don't need to be your ally. I am going to be an ally of your cause. If we are friends, I will back you up as a friend should or would when appropriate. But don't demand that I prove it to you by washing your car or um, telling somebody on the internet they're going to go to hell and I'm going to kill them. Like that, that's not proof. That's sick. All right. That's sick. Now, obviously, there are degrees back and forth that people have to realize. I mean, there's, I just gave two extreme examples. Um, I seriously doubt there are too many trans people out there saying, prove you're an ally by murdering this person. I seriously doubt that. Um, I, maybe there are one or two out there. I don't know. But uh, the point is, there's a difference between productive and unproductive or um, true support and toxic support. Now, here's another one. Toxic support. Nobody should tell me I can't fight a woman in a ring. Trans woman. Saying, prove that you're an ally. Support me and, and, and cancel this guy. Tell them that they're, that they're wrong. They deserve, to be, they deserve to be called out for being transphobic. If I want to beat on a woman, I should be allowed to beat on a woman. Believe it or not, that's not me making shit up. I, that's a word for word of a tweet that I saved from a while ago. Um, I only changed the word someone because I, <laughs> the person was attacking someone specifically. And, uh, I mean, that, that's, that's sick. Uh, it was in reference to the, um, the ultimate fight, mixed martial arts or ultimate fight, whatever it was, that, uh, that uh, issue there. And they literally used the phrase, if I want to beat on a woman, I should be allowed to beat on a woman. 
uh, at one point. And it's like, <laughs> you've got it wrong. First of all, the situation was a sport where two contestants fight each other. The objective is not to beat on a woman. So the person's goals are already suspect because they're not talking about, I want to compete in this fight. I'm a trans woman. I should be recognized and allowed to compete. Their goals were, I want to fight a woman and I want to beat on them. Now, I'm certain that this is not the majority of the trans community speaking. But there were quite a few that were supporting that, that sentiment. And that is toxic support. That is not rational or productive support. Uh, rational and productive support, as I said, is... I want to be able to compete in this league against a similar weight class woman. I'm a trans woman and I have the same weight class. I bench the same amount as this other competitor. Uh, I don't have any readily apparent features of, of male physical dominance over her, etc., etc., etc. Please support my bid. To, to enter this contest. That's when I say, yeah, support them. Same weight class, similar, similar stats, similar physical stats, very similar. Um, it should be recognized. Now, I don't believe that they should hide the fact that they're trans uh, because for a number of reasons. First is there are some subtle differences, like I said, in leverage. Anybody who's ever fought or knows about leverage knows that there are differences between how you fight a man and how you fight a woman. Bone structure is bone structure. I'm sorry, Mother Nature doesn't care about your feelings. We, however, can rectify that. If the opponent, the non-trans woman, knows that she is fighting a trans woman, she will know how to use the appropriate form of grapples and center of gravity to beat the beat their opponent. See, that's the other thing that was that I believe was unfair about that fight. As I said before, there are different centers of gravity. It's not a situation of watching out for someone's boobs when a man throws a woman. When a man throws a woman, he has to grab her in a different portion of her body in order to manipulate her weight and throw her off gravity. Vice versa, a woman has to grab a man in a different part of his body. Even if a trans woman has gone through surgical transition, the weight distribu distribution on that trans woman's body more greatly reflects a man's in terms of center of gravity. This is Mother Nature, not Karen. So if a non-trans woman has a different center of gravity and she's fighting another woman she believes is a non-trans woman, she will attempt to use inappropriate grabs or throws in order to 
upset the center of gravity for the other person. This is technical fighter talk. That woman was denied that knowledge, so she used inappropriate techniques. She was guaranteed to lose. It's like, um, I mean, there are things with waist, waist size and everything that are, that you, you can't surgically alter certain aspects of the body, of the human skeleton, period. You just can't. So that's where I fall in the camp of that was an unfair fight. Now, so that's one reason why I say a trans woman fighter should be identified as trans. As I said before, there are a couple other reasons. The other reason is a trans woman fighter should be recognized. The sport should be recognized for the inclusion of a trans woman in the competition. Um, that would be a great psychological and social boost for the trans community, for the LGBTQ community, in addition to the trans community, and for the heterosexual community and the fighting community. So that is where I'm, where the mother nature doesn't care, but we should the gap becomes bridged. And, you know, I, I really need to stress this point. I've had women, uh, you know, just sparring. Sparred with a couple of people in my life. Um, I've had a sparring partner try to throw me the way she would have thrown another woman, and she was incapable. It did not work. My center of gravity was different. I'm not even a fighter. I mean, I'm 6'1", 6'2", 190 pounds. Not a fighter, medium build, average, average Joe. She wasn't taught how to properly throw a man. Uh, there are things that uh, exercises in theater class uh, that my mom participate a long time ago galaxy far far away they taught different means of lifting weight between men and women and it wasn't because women were weaker than the men I mean the, the average build average women average men there were women who were stronger than men there were men who were than <laughs> uh, some of the men there were some of the men who were weaker than some of the women so it had nothing to do with how much each individual could weigh they were lifting techniques to prevent injury during construction of the uh, of the play uh, of the set design of the set um, the men would be paired often with other men specifically so that or, or similar height women uh, is usually the similar height men uh, if I remember my mom's story correctly. And it was because they had to be acutely aware of uh, moving a lot of heavy objects around and not injuring each other. And if, you try, if you're a man and you try to lift things up the way a woman can lift things up, you are going to fuck your back up. And women can really... Uh, there's, there's a pivot point... 
that men, you know, when they're carrying things in a certain way, that they can pivot around with the heavy weight. And uh, I wish I could remember everything that my mom was telling me. There's a, but that same technique or pivot point or how women, are, women cannot carry it in the same way and pivot around the same way, or they can seriously injure or sprain one of their joints. So this is a real thing here. A lot of people don't get that. But, as I said, my mom's theater group in college, they had lifting, moving, uh, training exercises. They, they went through the things of how to properly do stuff, how to do this here, how to do that there. Not to accentuate the differences, or not, and not to expand, create a gender gap they did it to make sure that nobody would be injured so that's you have an example there in just everyday life mother nature doesn't care but we should Hum, the human element in creating that play cared about the other humans made preparations and executed those preparations in a way where nobody got injured because we they respected and understood the different body types and handling of of uh, uh, you know of heavy objects or just not necessarily heavy uh, cumbersome objects because it doesn't take a lot of weight to screw you up. You can shatter your, your hips from a three-foot fall. You hit them just right, crack, doesn't matter if you're old or young, you can fuck yourself up from falling three feet. So it's all about understanding some fundamental differences, preparing for those fundamental differences, and acknowledging the relationships in order to avoid harm or whatnot. If you have an innate understanding of respect, then you don't harm yourself or other people. Now, I gave you an example of physical differences but it also extends to mental it also extends to emotional I say mental people think I'm talking about crazy I'm not talking about that I'm talking about emotional I'm talking about thinking I'm talking about the mind the mind muscle the brain muscle the boom boom in your head that makes you think and dream and rationalize and understand um, one of the Mother Nature Doesn't Care aspects about the trans community is, as I said before, some people don't have a choice with being, you know, that's a wrong phrasing. Some people are literally forced into certain aspects of transitioning, even if they don't go all the way. 
some of them have to take certain forms of hormone therapy because mother nature has screwed with that person's wires in a way that are potentially life-threatening and sometimes those those forms of therapy can put an incredible physical slash emotional chemical strain on that person's body showing respect doesn't mean agreeing with a person every time they say something that you disagree with showing respect means taking a little bit extra care and dialing back whatever your reactions may be with a person who is experiencing things that you are lucky enough not to experience. Now, that doesn't mean treat a trans person like they're a porcelain figurine. What it means is know the limits of your interaction and your conversation. It means that they are human beings and you are a human being and you need to act like a mature human being, especially so because you really don't have that type of grasp. And I'm mostly talking to non-trans heterosexual uh, people out there. So I'm largely talking to a, a, a dominant majority of people out there saying, in polite terms, grow the fuck up. Now, grow the fuck up doesn't, as a, and I'm going to repeat this, it does not mean treat the other person like they're a delicate figurine. That's fucking insulting. Okay? And yeah, there is a difference between being a little bit extra careful with how you fuck around as opposed to treating someone like a porcelain figurine. Like uh, Dave Chappelle. Oh yeah, and another thing. Um, that porcelain figurine thing, that extends to don't tell, if you're heterosexual, non-trans, don't, don't be lecturing heterosexual, non-trans, other heterosexual, non-trans people out there, don't be lecturing them on how to treat somebody else like a porcelain figurine. You're part of the fucking problem there, you little Karen. You care a little bit too much, right? Well-meaning do-gooders. It's essentially what you are. You know, best intentions send you right to hell, right? Dave Chappelle. Let's talk about Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle has a bit of a, a reputation because of some uh, trans jokes that he was telling. His, according to his publicist, according to him, the vast majority of people who objected to him 
came from the heterosexual community. And uh, he has a story about it in his recent stand-up. Now, Dave Chappelle has a knack for pissing people off. A lot of comedians do. I mean, George Carlin built his career on pissing people off. So when people talk about somebody hating on a comedian, it's like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, like, okay, well, what's the percentage? Like the most reviled man in Hollywood for a long time was Don Rickles. His stuff was horrendous. His nightclub stuff was horrendous. I can't listen to it. I don't like it. I love his other stuff, though. Uh, but his nightclub stuff was really horrendous. Uh, so, like, comedians, they get a little bit extra leeway than regular people, right? Well, Dave Chappelle was telling some of these uh, jokes in his story. Um, a lot of the audience, the vast majority of which are heterosexual. Um, uh, I th there was only one trans person in the audience. The only person that was laughing, uh, he tells the story better than I do, was a, uh, <laughs> was, a was the trans woman. And so she wanted to speak to him after, after his set. And she said... Uh, she remarked about how she knew that a lot of people that were coming down on him were really from the heterosexual community. Which is like par for the course here in the U.S. Usually white heterosexual women, right? Uh, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, wasps, right? Uh, so... She went on with him saying that the worst thing that the trans community can, can have visited upon them is being treated essentially like what I said, porcelain figurines. And that's really true for about everyone. Now, you're still going to have people in a community saying, worship me because of this. Now, you stay away from those people. They are typically the very minority of a minority. No matter if you're, if they're white or, 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 black or uh, Asian or or purple or or green from Pluto or wherever they're from right doesn't matter wherever they are from there's going to be a section of a population that demands total obedience now those people need to be ignored what you don't ignore though it's when you've got a relative, you know, like a, a third, maybe, uh, maybe a half, maybe a little over half of the people. And they start objecting to you and they start tossing up reasons, right? You got to pay attention to that shit. You got to pay attention to someone's feelings when they're posting them on uh, Twitter or whatever. And um, I mean, that's, that's how humanity works. That's how empathy works. And yeah, you know what? I've got a parody. Every once in a while, I do parody accounts or whatever on Twitter. Every once in a while, I, I try to say something I think sounds funny or, or amusing or whatever in my brain because my friends and I will joke the same way, and then that stuff doesn't come across that well on Twitter. It's like I'm immediately apologizing, deleting the tweet if I can, or just saying, just sorry. Sending out a huge, you know, just nice little letter of apology um, because I do truly mean it, you know. And you'll find that. A lot of people out there, they, you know, they may have relationships in real life where they're so comfortable with them 
when they speak them on Twitter, those same retorts, it doesn't come across very well, right? Um, Dave Chappelle is a master of that type of thing. There are some relationships he has in real life where then he does a joke that he's done with his friends and bam, he might get in trouble. Most of the time he doesn't apologize for it. He just says, or his apology is like, hey, you know what? My friends joke like this. It wasn't meant for the crowd. Um, same with any other comedian. But the purpose is to at least try and show that you care about them. And even if you make a mistake or somebody makes, you know, as all people will do, they will all make mistakes. You're man or woman enough to come forward and say, screwed up, taking responsibility, I'm sorry, let's, let's move on, I, I've obviously overstepped my bounds here. Now, some things a lot of people believe are unforgivable. Some things are. You're sitting there talking about the, uh, the Nazi Holocaust of the Jews. And you're denying it. I mean, <laughs> if you're fighting to justify your beliefs, you are a sick piece of trash. You can't just apologize for that. You need to go into some serious fucking therapy. But then there are other things where, like, let's say you don't understand the whole gender pronoun thing. You say, well, what's next? Attack helicopter? Somebody comes out and says to you, listen, dude, why'd you say that? And maybe the person shoots back and says, I've seen a six foot tall man with a mustache saying that he's a woman. Like, fuck that. If he's a woman, I'm an attack helicopter. Like, he's not going through transitioning. He's not wearing a dress. He's not doing anything. He's not, you know, he's... And then you can have the trans community respond saying, okay, well, first of all, that dude ain't trans. He's a lying piece of shit who's intentionally trying to stir the crap. But this is what the trans community looks like. This is what they believe. This is what they say. And then you could turn around and say, okay, well, thank you for educating me. I now feel like a piece of crap because I got stirred up by that piece of crap. That's how a productive discussion should work. And at the same time, though, there's some things in the trans community that are not playing well. And the trans community needs to understand that some of these things are not going to play well for anyone and it's not going to age well because some of it is bullshit. Let's talk about the attack helicopter thing. A lot of attack helicopter memes came out at a time where there was a push for some, I, I'm trying to remember the exact numbers that came out. There, there were a number of lists that came out all in the same week. And they were represented by some big organizations that have sent since. And this was about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. They, you know, about that period. So we're talking uh, 2017 on through like 2000. 
late eight 2018, right? In more than a year and a half ago. God, it's 2021. Jesus, God, where's time gone? And this debate has been going on for, oh my God, almost a decade now. Well, some big organizations, they've since released their press reports. It's not no use for me to quote them or any of my saved articles or whatever. Uh, but they were organizations putting, pushing forth from renowned psychologists, yeah, identifying 20, 30, 40, 80, and then something like 137 genders. Go fuck yourself. That's my response, and that's what everyone else's response should be. First of all, being a wolf trapped in a human body is not a fucking gender, you dumb fucking pieces of shit. My tolerance, as should anyone else's tolerance in society, should be, go shut your fucking mouth when someone proposes a list of anything greater than four, maybe five genders. If you're basing it off a chromosomal alignment, there are, I think, only like five actual combinations you can wind up with that are distinctive. There's no fucking combination that gives you wolf, Latinx, uh, slash, male, fluid, gender, f female, uh, anchored, whatever the hell that thing was. I should have saved it. It was this huge fucking thing. I was like uh, 12 or 13 words long. Naming animals... And male and female appeared in it like four times. And then there was asexual. It was the most idiotic piece of shit I have ever seen. That individual was as serious as they could have been. And a lot of people thought that it was a serious uh, respective psychological study or whatever. No. The vast majority of those studies that came out talking about identity crises were describing mental conditions. And then you had these big fucking organizations try and push those papers out as if they've identified 80 new genders. No, they fucking didn't. Now, in the future, maybe people can inject themselves with wolf DNA and become like a wolf-human hybrid or a tiger person. That's still not a fucking gender. That's a species identity. And even then, that's not going to be real until people start injecting DNA and activating DNA in their body to be a different species. That's when I saw a lot of attack helicopter things come out. And there was a huge minority of LGBT people trying to push this 80, 120 gender bullshit narrative for a solid year, two years.
it was fucking bullshit. And at that point, if someone's going to say, I am this, 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 and this, when they're a fucking 13-year-old white girl from Minnesota... Yeah, you can go ahead and shout out, well, then I'm an attack helicopter. Because you're being sarcastic toward that bullshit. Don't say it, and don't send that message off to people who are saying, well, I identify as female. They're a trans woman. Say, okay, you're a trans woman. I'm not. I'm a man, non-trans man. Yeah. Simple as that. Oh, and for the record, to one of those individuals, if they are still following my account, um, weeaboo is not a fucking gender. Stop saying it is. And if that gives the rest of you out there a clue as to how ridiculous some of the conversations got two years ago, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the final thing is, and I know this is getting on to be a 60 minute podcast, but I think this one is one of the few times where it actually, you actually should listen to the whole 60 minutes because this is about feelings. Feelings are not something that should be summed up. Uh, the term cisgender. It is not a scientific term. And every time I do a search on Facebook, on Google, on Twitter for cisgender to look up message boards or chats, eight out of ten replies and communications which are not part of the debate about whether or not it's scientific, are used as a slur. And the easiest way to determine if it's used as a slur, replace the word cis, or cis, cis whatever, cis white or cis whatever, like that. Any, any, anything with, with anything in that phrase, replace it with Jew. If you sound like a fucking Nazi, yeah. Cisgender is not recognized by any leading scientific body as a scientific term. It is a psychological term that is being used infrequently to uh, in like therapy discussions, right? Keep in mind, another psychological term is mentally retarded. That was abandoned a few years ago. And it was abandoned for a real reason. People started using it as a slur. The problem is, psychological terms aren't generated out of any sort of psychological studies. They are not named properly the vast majority of time. They apply a person's name or 
or whatever to them as their dominant naming function. Or their definitions befit something that relates to feelings and emotions rather than scientifically measured constants. A feeling and an emotion is not a scientifically measured constant. To top it off, cis, as defined routinely, is someone who identifies as the gender with which they were assigned at birth. Yeah, there's no such thing as assigning genders. There's no biological table in the afterlife or pre-life or spirit world where you walk up there saying, what's my assignment today? They don't say, okay, well, uh, half of you is going to go into this egg and half of you is going to go into this sperm and I'm going to assign that this DNA will change this, this, and this about you to be female. Well, I want to be male. Well, that's okay. You already got your assignment. Uh, that's not how science works. It's not how science names things. So you have posts where if you do a search on Twitter and you cut out any debate about cis, you don't look at any posts about, about the term cis. You just look at posts where people use the word cis. Eight out of ten times it's going to be them the people who are posting saying, cis people are pieces of crap. I can't, this is, this is, this is, this. and all it is, is one rant session after another. A word created by a psychologist who says, uh, using this word to identify uh, people who are not trans as if they had a choice uh, is helpful to the psychological development. Uh, a stability of people who are trans who are told that they go that they choose to go through the transition process so her whole the, the whole paper from the psychologists involved it's more than just a woman it's several people involved the paper involved is solely about the discussion of an emotionally stable state it has nothing to do with any sort of biological science. The no governing body over biological sciences accepts it as a scientific term. Currently. If they do, they're going to have to change that fucking definition. Chances are they're going to change the word. They're going to put a new word forward. Because there are paper, there's paper after paper after paper describing exactly what I told you you would find if you did a search for cis on any of these social media platforms. It is not used positively more than one out of five times. It's always used as a slur, as an identifier to slur or bitch about people who are not trans. Except when you've run into threads that are nothing but debate about whether or not it should be accepted. This is a term that is so controversial that when first introduced in 1990s is still not accepted into wide use outside of the trans community 
20 years later. Now, the WHO has released a statement, the World Health Organization, saying the word cis has often been identified as strengthening the psychological stability of those who are trans by helping them to reconcile that uh, they, you know, they shouldn't be looked down upon for going through transition, you know, the, the blah, blah, blah. You can read their statement. So the WHO will use it for the purposes of psychological identifiers and papers and whatnot. It's very similar to the phrase mentally retarded, mentally deficient, mentally regressive. These things are only functional in a psychological term when they were approved for use. Like the vast majority of them are not used anymore because of the negative connotations. Cis will never be accepted by those who are not trans in a large majority situation. Because whenever they see it, it's someone bitching about them. Like, you know what? Fuck you too, asshole. That's the response that will always file, fo follow the word cis. And for members of the trans or, trans or ally community to say, you're, you're transphobic, that will only further the divide where non-trans people say, you know what, you're calling me transphobic for saying I don't like that word and yet you want me to use every single phrase that you want me to use to identify you so you don't feel put down upon. Go fuck yourself and fuck your movement. That's the logical response. And that's what we're seeing. That's where all of that pushback came from when, with Trump and his anti-trans policies. If you want someone to identify you in the way you want, you don't go around saying, I've been told by my community that I that you have to accept me calling you this. Like, listen, go fuck yourself. I don't belong to your community. I don't need to respond to you that way. And and that's what happened. It's like there's a showdown between a minority, um, members of a minority group, and a majority. And the majority is saying, I will respect you, but then you turn around and you don't respect me. There are some things that trans women and trans men are always going to be trans about. Some very minor things. Some things that will not affect them, the vast majority of them, in their lives. A trans woman MMA fighter being identified as trans will have, I mean, that is affecting to them to a certain extent. But a trans woman who is just doing their thing, uh, living their life, call them a woman. They don't need to be identified as trans unless they choose that. So, 
there's a lot there to unpack and there's a lot of emotions in here and the term empathy is not used lightly by me and I'm not going to say that the only people who need to have empathy shown towards them are the trans community that's not true empathy is a two-way street empathy and communication it's it's a responsible discussion that responsible people must have with each other and there are people who are minorities of minorities or minorities of each each different group who will always try to stoke the fires and stoke the hatred and stoke the crap there are not 183 83 or 40 let alone 20 different genders in the human uh, cycle of life there aren't their nationalities their ethnicities those are not genders okay and if you have somebody try and use a pronoun that's 13 words long they're not going to speak to you she he you know some people say I prefer it almost as a joke usually due to a surgery or, or a health issue they those are appropriate pronouns for gender. Uh, you really don't need more than that. Um, and, uh, you know, but people should be respecting each other. You know, trans community needs to be respected for the pain and the, the, the suffering, the hatred that is visited upon them trans community also needs to understand that if they're sitting there trying to label non-trans people, they're going to get a hell of a lot of blowback. And you can't hold a pronoun hostage in part of some sort of negotiation or leverage. I'm going to call you sis if you don't call that trans woman fighter a, uh, a woman. I, no, no. There, there, are, there are different things at play here. There are different things at play. And they're far more complex than just trying to speak out in favor of someone who doesn't even know you. Right? So this minefield is going to continue to evolve or stalemate for the next few years. Uh, I'm 99% sure the word cis is not going to be accepted. In fact, there's, there's serious pushback against it in the scientific, biological, scientific community. They're going to be saying, no, no, you're going to have to use a different term here with an actual real definition, not something concocted by a head shrinker. And, uh, you know, but that's par for the course for those types of terms. They come and go. So, um, I wish everybody good health in all ways and, uh, stay happy, stay healthy. Uh, thank you for listening to this. It's a long winded discussion with a lot of nuances. And, uh, at the end of the day, be excellent to each other. Don't give each other crap. Uh, you know, if somebody is at odds with you, maybe they, they truly believe something 
for a reason that you can't ever understand. So maybe, maybe sometimes the best way to end a discussion is to say, hey man, whatever. Let's talk about something else. So, next episode, we're going to talk about something else. Love you all. Take care.